Hello and welcome to the comment. <laughs> no, you can't do that. What do you? Yeah, I'm. I was looking at Twitter right now. I wasn't even ready. I didn't know you were gonna. Oh my god. Oh my god. In this climate. <laughs> Just Woo! Right now, you can't just pop one off to start the podcast. You have to keep this in the podcast now, so oh it's not. It is now. It, it is on you. This is the burden that you bear. You have to continue on. There's no redo. <laughs> Man, hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto. Damn it! Episode one fifteen. I'm your host Octavius A. Newman. I am a geek culture philosopher, and I'm here with my co-host. Adam, jump Jabba. out his damn chair, <laughs> Tetris. Oh, you scared the hell out of me. And I like, I should know better. I should. I just don't. You never know. You got, you got to keep on your toes. Well, 100, 150 plus episodes in. We do not know how to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. Here's where we are right now. This is the state of things. This is great. I think that that was the best one we've done yeah, so far. That's the best. <laughs> If I do say so myself, <laughs> just close it up. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Thank you for your five stars and positive comment. That's the episode. That's 115. Thank we you. We did baby. it. Appreciate we you. We made it. No, thank you for guys for tuning in to Comic Book Junto. All of our returning listeners and our new listeners. Mm-hmm. Shout out to all of you. Thank welcome, you guys welcome, for back. welcome, welcome. We Shake appreciate your hands. all of you. Introduce yourself to the person to your left. That's right. Now to your right. Let everybody know a fun fact about yourself. Now you guys are friends. Terrific. Look at this. There it is. Punches over in the corner. I got six pizza pies. Wow. Yeah. You really set this thing up. Two of us in the room. So we got to handle that. <laughs> it's just two of us in this room. Right. Nobody we these, came. We got these six pizza pies. Mm. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot to talk about. Yes, indeed. But before we do that, let's talk a little bit about what we've been doing lately mm-hmm. and catch everybody up. Mm-hmm. First of all, we have rebooted our Facebook group. That's right. So all of our listeners, all of the friends of the Junto, please feel free to come join our new and improved Comic Book Junto Facebook group. Adam, you want to tell a little more about this here? Yeah, yeah. So previously we had a Comic Book Junto Facebook group, and it was for people who were supporters of our Patreon. Shout out to all of you. We love you. Thank you very much for supporting our show and supporting Octavius and myself. Uh, We wanted to open this up a little bit. We wanted to open this up a lot a bit, quite frankly. We wanted it to be a fully permeable public forum. So anyone- I thought we were going to go with the, the third P. The fully thir- permeable public performance piece. Oh! oh! We wanted a fully permeable public place of patronage. Oh, oh, okay. Personalities. Uh-huh. Partaking. Uh-huh. Philosophy. That is a P word. You can't. You, can't. you got it. Fair enough. Uh, drop a, drop so a look, bomb on we, that. we did. We wanted to open it up, and we wanted more people to be a part of the the, the junto, the discussions. We're having a lot of fun in there. You can post whatever you want in there. Uh, within reason. Long within as you're reason. The rules. Look, yeah, look. If you're listening to this show, I feel like you know when I say whatever you want, you know what that means. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't make makes nope. an making an assumption makes yeah, an ass out know. of me exclusively. Uh, so we we opened it up. We did reboot that that room, that that Facebook group. Uh, it, it, it's great. It, in the grand tradition of rebooting comics, that's our reboot. 
It's not our first reboot. No. We've rebooted this podcast countless times. Mm-hmm. Um, and by countless, I mean maybe twice. Yeah. And, twice. and I feel like uh, <laughs> it's just kind of a part of it every now and then. Yeah. So all new, want, all different comic book, Junto. We want to invite all of you guys mm-hmm. to come join us there. Yep. Chat, talk, share news, ask questions, meet people. Yeah. Because a real big part of this is... The thing that Adam and I have is our friendship and our relationships. Mm-hmm. We bonded over comic books. That's how we first met each other. Yeah. Years later, he has donated his kidney to me. If you don't know this, like, mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm alive now because Adam donated a kidney to me years later. But it all started around a brown bag of comics. That's right. So from that conversations, life has continued and we're friends and we get to talk about stuff and share things. And we really wanted to keep that spirit alive and create a place for other people to meet and talk and hang out and just share their fandom in a productive, positive place. Yes, yeah. And we, we hope that's the case. We hope that the Facebook group is a place for that. And we hope you enjoy it. If you join up, if you haven't joined up, uh, if you do have a Facebook account, just search Comic Book Junto and join the Facebook group. And uh, we'll okay you. We'll let you inside. Yep, just say join the party to the rules. Uh-huh. And then... That's we'll it. get you on in there. That's what's up. First thing. Second thing is we're putting a lot more content out. Yes, we are. And we would love to hear your thoughts on the stuff that we're doing because we want to do stuff that you guys find entertaining. Mm-hmm. We want to do stuff that you guys like. Mm-hmm. We want to do stuff that, you know, hopefully creates enjoyment for you. Yeah. We've been doing little Juntos, which Every we Monday. personally love doing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're a lot of fun. And we've <clears throat> actually got a little streak going. Yeah. So we're trying to keep that up consistently. Adam has been doing man thing. Man, man thing minutes it's official the 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 podcast within a podcast that no one asked for yeah man thing minute the is sub pod a, is alive and it is uh uh now a part of comic book junto so on tuesdays i post up a man thing minute if you don't know about it man thing is my favorite comic book character and uh i spend about 60 seconds telling you uh, uh, about news give or take or give or take Sometimes more than that. Uh, news, uh, any updates, maybe mm-hmm. stories uh, or aspects of the character of note, whatever I want to share. You know, right. my, my lot in life, my purpose, Octavius, is to spread the word of the man thing. That's why I'm here. And I, I feel like this is my vessel. This is what I'm doing. So I, I, I appreciate that you allowed me to hitch that to the back of the comic book Junto truck. Because uh, primarily before we, we made it official, I was sketching. You, me- you remember sketching? Yes. Where you're on the yes, skateboard and you just grab. Yeah. I, I was sketching on the back of the comic book. Er- everybody truck. Just, just Google sketching. That's right. You don't know what that is. That's Marty McFly style. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> Google Marty McFly. If you don't know what that is. <laughs> Yo, Google Marty Back to the Future style. Google Back to the Future if you don't That's know what right. that is. That's right. That's right. That's uh, right. So, so now it's official. And then Wednesdays we record a new show. All the while, throughout the week, we are uh, taking apart our previous episode from last week, mm-hmm. cutting it up into clips, playing some of our favorite clips from those episodes. Laughing at ourselves. That's right. And honestly, a lot of this stuff is us doing what we think is interesting and what we think is funny, but we want to know what you guys think. Mm-hmm. So we're putting this up on Instagram. We're putting this up on Facebook, putting it up on Twitter, putting it up on YouTube. We're even thinking about going and using TikTok. <laughs> Does anybody use... I know mad people use TikTok, yeah. but we're thinking about putting some of these clips up on TikTok. So I feel like we don't... I don't, I don't feel like we won't be able to naturally acclimate to TikTok. That's what everybody because said about we, Facebook when it first we, came out. Well, I'm just, the reason I'm saying that is because we are in our 30s. Yes. And it's not to say that there aren't 
folks, adults who are making content and enjoying content on TikTok, I'm saying I got to recognize my place in in the scheme of the universe right uh-huh. now. I don't understand it. But that doesn't mean fully. Listen, let me say something. Uh-huh. <laughs> I actively remember when Facebook came out. I remember it. I remember. And I remember you really only get in when you if if, if you were in you college. College in a email. specific college. Yeah. I remember a friend of mine going, I am not getting on that. Oh yeah. I am not doing it. Mm-hmm. They are on it now. No doubt. I'm sure it's the only way you can get a hold of that friend now. Probably. Well, I, I can call them. But you know what I'm saying? I, I well, get, that's I you. Get the that's point. because you call people. <laughs> I do call people. Does that bother you that I call you? No. Well, it doesn't bother me. It's yes. Just, so that means yes. It doesn't bother me. It's abnormal. Is it abnormal? Yes. Why is it abnormal? But the people in my life who call me are, are pretty much cordoned to a couple of different categories. Mm-hmm. One family members that are older than I am, Mm -hmm. right? Not my brother, not my sister. If we are in the same generation, odds are you don't call me. Family members call me, mom, dad, aunts, uncles. In another category over here, people who want money. <laughs> so like you uh, you gravitate toward the family members, uh-huh. right? Because you that, that that's official. You family, right? That's official. But um, but those are pretty much the only people who call me and me. And I'm and the, I'm a third category by myself. Yeah, I get phone Your calls. Your significant from, other doesn't call you. No, no. We are you serious? We text each other ever all the time. Wow. We we we're on G Chat, Facebook Messenger. We we hit each other up in our Instagram or Twitter DMs. Yeah, we'll talk literally any other platform, but we don't talk on the phone all that much. Now I'm curious. Why? Why? Well, I think my sense is it is a consistent sense. My, my man thing tingle. <clears throat> Go ahead. <laughs> my sense is it is a, it's a consideration. <laughs> I said I wouldn't do it. My sense is a consideration of 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 a certain generation's sense of time mm-hmm. and busyness. Mm-hmm. And so I can get to a text anytime, asynchronous, right? Mm-hmm. You text me, 10 minutes go by, I'll text you when I'm ready. Right. When I've prepared, I have time, I have presence, I'm done doing the thing that I was doing, I'm ready to communicate. Yeah. A phone call is that with the word now at the end. Mm-hmm. I want to talk now. And so in my mind, it's like my dad calls me when he wants to tell me a joke or remind me of that one episode from Smallville mm-hmm. where they, they had sponsorship from Stride Gum and there was kryptonite in the Stride Gum. And do you remember that episode, Adam? I do remember that episode, Dad. That was crazy. I can't believe that show went on for 10 seasons and you watched all of it. He'll call me about that. Uh-huh. And uh, it's also for emergencies. Like, I need to talk to somebody now because something's going down now. But it's it's usually, you know, there's not that much urgency in my life other than that. Yeah. You know, so somebody can just, ah, when you get to it. I'll text you when you get to it. Hmm. Okay. You know, going to the store. This happened to me the other day. Sometimes it blows up in my face. Got a text message from uh, Timory, and she says, I'm going to the store. I'm, I didn't check, heads down, working in the office during the day. Mm-hmm. I respond a little bit later. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can you pick up XYZ from the store? She had gone there and left hours ago. So in some cases, it doesn't always work. But I think that's that's what it... Why am I talking about this? It's just... Because I asked. Welcome to we're comic friends. book generational <laughs> no, differences. But, but seriously, like, there's a there's something to that to just uh-huh. think about, like... I mean, we watch... We watch... This connects in. We watch Black Mirror and all the rest of the stuff about how, you know, social media and technology... Because the, And the reason I ask... Mm-hmm. How do we get on this topic in the first place, though? 
How do we connect here? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We were talking about phone calls somehow. You're anyway, talking about phone calls. Anyway, like, oh, Facebook yeah. and TikTok and uh-huh. yada, 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 yada. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's uh-huh. how we got uh-huh. there. Uh-huh. But there's a part of me that is like, it's interesting why that's like invasive. Mm-hmm. Because to me, it makes sense. Tell me about it. I can say this so fast. Yeah. Bop, 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 bop. Done. Yeah. Done. Like, instead of text, huh, what, this, what you mean, huh, what, huh, Infle- what, So you're looking huh? for, like, what? inflection, yes. e- economy of word usage, yes. I can get this out fast. Done. They, which all makes sense. All of that makes sense. And arguably, you have a better conversation with fewer misunderstandings because you get it all out and you can hear, oh, that's what your voice sounds like. That's what you're going for. That was sarcasm, you, whatever. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that I, I think is happening now more than ever and will increase uh, over over the years, we have so much media to pay attention to all the time. Yeah. Which means at any given time, I am either answering an email, which I would cons- consider a piece of media in some mm-hmm. way. Uh, so I'm busy in a thought or I'm watching a Netflix show mm-hmm. and I will have to pause those things in order to talk right and that's it feels like it's becoming antithetical to the way that we live now yeah because we try as hard as we can to multitask even though look people say they can multitask i've probably said it no one can you really can't mm-hmm. you can't do multiple things at the same time well or or to a certain kind of like coherent ability when i listen to a podcast and look at twitter at the same time that's crazy but i do that right I have no idea what the podcast is saying because I'm looking at something else and I'm more visual. And so I'm taking in the tweet of the picture of the dog and I have no idea what they're talking about on the 30 for 30 podcast. Mm -hmm. So then I got to replay the podcast, but that's just the way that I live. I have multiple sources of media at any given time, but a phone call will require my full attention. Yeah. I just, I I think it's interesting because like you're saying Mm -hmm. with all of this, I mean, we have a podcast where we talk, for over an hour every single time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, there, in, and, and you know how I am with the internet. I do not really like thoroughly express myself on Twitter mm-hmm. or Facebook sure. or whatever. That, that's just not my platform. My platform is to speak. Like, I want to say what I want to say so that you can understand what I'm saying. Sure. And I want to make sure you understand what I'm saying so that we can have the back and forth. Sure. But all that to say, how does that work on TikTok? We're going to try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And... We want to know if the stuff that we're doing is working. Yeah. Is it enjoyable? Is it helpful? Is it, is it entertaining? Mm-hmm. We'd like to hear back from you because for some of you guys, you listen to us talk for an hour plus. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Are the smaller versions of this stuff working? Just let us know. We really want to know. We're out here trying some wacky ideas. We want to see yeah. if this stuff is connected or not. You take it back to phone calls real quick and mm-hmm. connected to geek culture. Mm-hmm. You played the Spider-Man game on the PlayStation 4. Absolutely. One of my favorite aspects of that game is that it is made in this era. It is a modern take on Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So Spider-Man is getting phone calls and text messages while he is thwipping around the city. Yes. And in many occasions, I mean, he can't be texting back while he's thwipping. He's literally using his digits well, Tom to can. stay up there. He can, I suppose, but he even gets yelled at about it, right? Yeah, true. He gets called out. Uh, uh, so I... I like that little bit where he's he's got to be talking to Peter's got to be talking to his aunt May he's got to be talking to MJ he's got to be talking to uh, Otto Octavius on the phone while he's zipping around it's the only way he can communicate 
And I bet he picks up any phone call that comes through because he probably figures it's an emergency. Hmm. Whereas, I bet you can never get Batman on the phone. Ever. Ever. Bruce, yeah. Who would he would not pick up a phone for anybody? Well, he he that's he's got other issues he's working through. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's just not the you know he's got to see some. He's got all four quadrants need help. Mm-hmm. Not all four, but he he definitely needs the emotional, you know, emotional mental. He needs to see a therapist, mm-hmm. the spiritual help. And he he, he needs some help there. Bruce, if you're listening, he's solid. No, but that can't solve everything. No. So Bruce, if you're listening to this, we appreciate you. See somebody. Thank you. See somebody. Uh, thank you for everything you do for us, for Gotham. Mm-hmm. Um, we're sorry that Ben Affleck was with you for a little while. We hope that's been recovered from. Why you got disrespect Ben Affleck? It wasn't a good time. You did not enjoy Ben Affleck Batman? No. No. Who's your, who's your favorite on-screen Batman? My favorite on-screen Batman. Mm-hmm. Live action? I can't, can I say a cartoon? Well, I'm going to say Kevin Conroy. Yeah, because I was going to say <clears throat> Mask of the Phantasm. Let's just let's just take that off the off the table. No, we can't do that. Well, we can. Okay. We can say that we've. I've said if someone says, "Who's your favorite Batman?" Mm-hmm. On screen, Batman, Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy. Done. Mm-hmm. Now that we take animation out of this, out of it, right? Live action. Uh ooh, that is a really difficult question for me to answer. Honest to God, because I've seen so many Batman movies, mm-hmm. but I can't tell you that any one of the Adam actors West. was my favorite. We got Adam West. Yeah, we black and white. I don't. I don't even know. Yeah, like, that's not. That's before me. Mm-hmm. Adam West. We've got Michael Keaton, of course. We've got Val Kilmer. Uh huh. We've got George Clooney. Yep. We've got uh, what's his name from. The, the, from the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Oh yeah, we got him. What's his name? <laughs> I don't know. I'm doing this thing. I feel like you transferred this void to me, and now I'm <laughs> dealing with it. Uh, internet, just answer for Adam. Uh-huh. I know. I know. Everybody's screaming at their computer. They're like the guy. And then we've got Ben Affleck. That's right. Out Christian those, Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah, of Out of those six people, I can't believe I forgot his name. Uh, uh, somebody knows where he is. Tell me where he is. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, and, they, and that's a, that's that, that's putting a finer point on it. When I think of Batman on screen live action, none of them have been the best one. They're all missing something. Mm-hmm. Christian Bale, I think, did a good job, but the voice was a lot. He's bugging. It was a lot. It was ben a Affleck did a good job. I think as Bruce. But his Batman and the movies he was in didn't work. For me. I think so. I'll just tell you what I think. No, I can't. You see what I was I'm about saying? to do? Because like it's it is between Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck. Uh huh. For me, sure. I think there's an aspect of the Ben Affleck Batman that's like, yes, that's how he is. That's how he would act. You know what I mean? Yeah. He'd be rough, rugged, arm breaking, face punching. You know what I'm saying? Stab you in the shoulder. Like that, like that's he. Like I always envisioned Batman as like almost kung fu movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Martial artist, sure. Jump, spin, flip, kick, gadget, mm-hmm. boom, pow, smash, arm break. Just like he is, kind of in the animated stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like he's like a ninja. He's like flipping and spinning around, and that's right. the closest thing to it. All the rest of them kind of have this, you know, guy who's kind of just dirty boxing. Yeah, yeah, and that's the most that he can do. He's a brawler. Yeah, right. But that's not that's not Batman to me. No, no, Batman same. is like he's like he's like a specter. You can, we, uh, you can barely even 
Go ahead. We complain about this a lot. We've never seen the detective Batman. We've also never really seen the like trained martial artist Batman. Yeah. Because yeah. I watched Dark Knight Rises recently, mm-hmm. and the th- the thought that was coursing through my mind the entire time was my Batman would have seen a breathing apparatus on Bane and knocked it off ASAP immediately. Yeah. But that was what we got to get at the end of the three-hour-long movie. He did that at the very end when they have the big fight scene. Also, Batman teaming up with an army of police just doesn't make sense in my brain. Like, I like that movie a lot. I genuinely do. Mm -hmm. But the pieces of it don't make any sense to me. My Batman does not team up with an army of policemen. Yeah. That just seems crazy. But they what what he was doing is trying to bring it. To like, if Batman really existed, yeah, he wouldn't be Midnight Ninja. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because the Batman that we're talking about is mm-hmm. like his superpower is preparedness. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. Batman we're talking about is throwing a batarang from off the top of a building, mm-hmm. cutting the thing, and then next thing you know, he's pounced on you and incapacitated you, and you didn't even know he was there. Right. Right. But that's that's the whole thing. He is the peak. Of physical ability. Now that we're on the subject, can I say recently? Yes. As recently as a month or more ago. Batman Ninja Turtles? My idea of the Joel Schumacher Batman movies has gone 180 degrees. Okay. From very negative, Batman and Robin and Batman Forever are bad. Adam? To way more positive. And I'll tell you why. Because of shows like Pose... And movies like Paris is Burning, and the realization that Joel Schumacher, as a gay man, was making a drag Batman. And I watched both movies back to back, and it changed completely for me. I'm telling you, 180 degrees. Suddenly, I saw all Adam West and Batman camp infused with drag culture. Think of Uma Thurman. As Poison Ivy, drag queen. Think of the performance from the Riddler, uh, Jim Carrey, over the top, exaggerated, almost voguing as he's walking around. The movie changed 100%. Suddenly, it became totally tongue-in-cheek, like it was goofy and out there, and it was aware of it. And at the time when I watched the movie, and for many years after, I was not aware of it. And then I watched these, I, I, I don't know what was going through my mind, but I watched Paris is Burning late at night. Recently? And, yeah, recently. And I, How I, did you make your way back to Paris is Burning? I, lo- I just really I love that documentary. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that documentary. I don't, know, I, I don't know why, but I was speaking to a friend about it, mm-hmm. and I was at home late at night, had nothing going on. You were on. like, I either got Bloodsport or yeah. Paris is Burning. <laughs> yeah. I can either yeah, see the yeah. true life story of Frank Dukes or... <laughs> Or I could see, the, <laughs> I could see. Yeah, Paris no, is I wanted, burning. I was, I was, I was getting ready to for the finale of Pose, and uh, I wanted to watch Paris is Burning. It's a great documentary. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's an important documentary, and um, and then I, I got turned on to these videos, this like video essay on YouTube from this guy who's like in defense of Joel Schumacher's vision of Batman movies, and he starts talking about camp, and then he starts talking about the Met Gala, mm-hmm. and the theme of the Met Gala was camp, and then he's talking about yes. Adam West. Camp. Yes. Boom. Pow. Whiff. 
and like those sorts of things. And I'm like, okay. oh my God, oh my God, these two flavors just combined. And now I get it. I get it. And there's always been that undertone that people joke about, about Batman and Robin. There's this like homoerotic relationship mm-hmm. between Batman and Robin. It's always been like slung around like a joke, like it's kind of derogatory. Like, what are you doing with this nubile little kid? I mean, it is a fair question. Exactly. Like, why do you have this? You got, you fully, first of all, you fully dressed. Mm-hmm. You put this dude in drawers. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, like, mm-hmm. like come, he's in. Tight. You know what I mean? Come on, That's somebody right. help me out. What, you got the little Peter Pan shoes on? It's very Peter Pan vibe. You know what I mean? And then Joel Schumacher comes in and he's like, yeah. That's what's up. I'm going to lean real hard into that. And I feel like many, many people, myself included, was like, I do not get this. I hate this. And something happened to me in my 32nd year. And I'm like, oh, 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 that's kind of brilliant. That was like ahead of its time. I was not here for it. I'm just going to go ahead and say it is an interesting piece of information that you brought to me. Keep it in your pocket. So keep it in your utility belt. With your embossed nipples on the front. No, no. All right. And then revisit that property and just see. Now, here's what I will say. Mm -hmm. Bang! Now, 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 look. I'm not defending it 100%. It's still not a... Chill out. (laughs) It's still a bad movie. (laughs) Chill out is hilarious. Yes, that is funny. Ice to meet you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Come on, man. No. The Bane things... Yo, this bull rode a rocket from outer space. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. Look, no. I'm not saying it's 100. What is that? He's bugging. This is why. This is why stuff. it fits appropriately into my understanding of Batman movies. None of them are perfect. None of them. Not one. Well, I think the, some of the cartoons are, do pretty well. If we take the animation off the table, yeah, right. Because the animation clearly that's what's up. That mm-hmm. that is where it is at. Yeah. Mask of the Phantasm. I love that movie. But if we're only talking about movies, all the cartoons. We had someone in our Facebook group say they just read The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. And then they just watched the two-part. The animated one. Animated joint. Oh. And I was like. Great. Yeah. That's great. That's amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? So that's a good example of the, the, the cartoon being translated well from the comic whereas you yeah. and I saw the killing joke Mm-mm. I I would disagree with pretty much every choice they made in that that was not wasn't here for it right anyway I just wanted to deposit that 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 is that when you said it I was kind of like oh wow I was about it I didn't even like just hearing you say it out loud and say camp and mm-hmm. oh because I did not know I didn't know I did not know it was directed by a gay man yeah, that's right so if that was the intention, then that does make me come back around and look at it differently and go, oh, mm-hmm. so there was a theme here that yeah. you were going for. I missed the theme totally. And there was an intentional tone that you're trying to communicate that theme. Yeah. You're trying to communicate that theme using this tone. Yeah. And still, my response to the audience was, Nah, fam. Sure. Like, I'm not. I, but I can. Is that a fact or is this someone's speculation? Th- this is a fact. That, so that, this is what the director said. He's like, yeah, yeah this yes. is what I was doing. Yeah, there there are there are interviews with Schumacher where he talks about his vision and what he was doing. And it, Can you send me those? Th- oh, like, yeah, yeah. I'd like to watch that. I'll send that to you. I think you'll appreciate it. And I think one of the things that we talked about on the pod before, Batman is an extremely flexible character. Interesting that he is, right? Very flexible. You can go everything from... You know, the Dark Knight Returns to Talia al Ghul slash Damien, that's right, my kid to Batman 66 and not blink an eye. You make him a Lego and it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't he, and, and, and as a super duper Batman fan, you're like, 
All right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, there's so many different uh, aspects of it that are so much fun to explore. And so I, I, I challenge you, rewatch one of those movies. Batman and Robin is probably the one. Rewatch one of those movies with a different framing in your mind. F- and it, it, here's the thing. When the movie starts, here's what you do mentally. The category is Kate's Crusader. Yeah. Live. That's right. And then, and then just play that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then work, live, batarang. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then go in and work, see what live, happens. Crime fight. It's, your mileage may vary, but it changed it for me. This was a huge change for me. It was like I woke up and suddenly I like chunky peanut butter. It was like, whoa, my whole world is different. Wow. I see it with new eyes. You see peanut butter with new eyes? <laughs> I see peanut butter with new we eyes. We have spent a long time i don't even know what we talk about at this point but that's what comic book junto is welcome everybody (laughs) to comic book junto good work Mm -hmm. soldier thank you cap all right so now let's go ahead and get into our episode showtime thank you swiss for letting us know that it is it is showtime so let's start off with brown bag day yeah happy brown bag day to you adam happy brown bag day to you as well i'm knocking over the microphone as internet my brown bag happy brown bag day to you love that sound i got a brown bag from brave new worlds in philadelphia i'm just going to keep shouting out their name until they give us sponsorship i think is what it's uh that, that, that that's what i'm aiming for brave new worlds you might want to consider sponsoring comic book junto <laughs> just think this voice could be talking about your location. <laughs> Imagine new transactions. Oh. New customers. Oh. All coming from your sponsorship by Comic Book Junto. Now, I like this. Print media has a thing going right now. I think it's going to stick around for a long time. Print media. The Knife Movie by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let's take a look at our, our stacks, our pool list, our haul. All right. right I'll start got? off. You already know what time it is. House of X, number three. But of course. Got that, John. I got Batman, Superman, number one. Mm-hmm. The hunt begins for the infected. It's got the uh, the Batman who laughs. Yes. Uh, wait, is it the Joker who laughs? The Batman who Batman laughs. Batman who laughs. Batman who laughs on the front. Who writes this? Uh, I do not know, but it says Williamson Marquez Sanchez. Okay. All right. I, I want to know. It's a beautiful looking book. I've got Batman Curse of the White Knight book two. Okay. DC Black Label. And I've got something I'm really excited to read called Maul. Maul. This is what the description of Maul is. When I was in Brave New Worlds, I'm like, what's this? And the answer I got was, imagine Mad Max Fury Road and a Maul. I said, well, let me, I'll take one of those. Yeah, that sounds fun. That's all I need to know. The first thing it is, I saw a black guy on the cover with a samurai sword. I'm like, tell tell me about, tell me about the, uh, (laughs) tell me about this black man here we've got on Mm -hmm. in front of this comic book here. Oh, you, it is, it is Mad Max Fury Road and, Mall, you say? I like that. Oh, okay, I won't purchase that. Let me know how that is. I want to know how that book is. Yeah, uh, I picked up House of X number three. Of course, I picked up House of X. We got to touch on that lightly at least. I picked up Drawing Blood number four. I got Spider Man Life Story number six. This is, is the, the end? final issue. Mm. And I'm old man Parker. Yeah, She Hulk has an annual. It's a one shot. I love She Hulk. This is. Wait, does She Hulk have a book? 
Presently, no. So this is an interesting thing that Marvel is doing. They're putting out these annuals, these one-shot annuals for characters that don't have books. Right. So I guess it's an opportunity for someone like me to get what I want Mm -hmm. without them having to do a sustained series. Right. Because they canceled her last book by Mariko Tamaki. And it was so-so. She-Hulk, Acts of Evil. This looks good. I'm looking forward to that. I also picked up Marvel Comics number 1000. Oh, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. That's a $10 book. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Monsters, Marvel Monsters, which mm. is a big kaiju book with mm. uh, some incredible illustrations of the man thing in it. And also Avengers number 23, your boy, boy thing is in, the, in, the, in this one. <laughs> your Bla- boy, blade your, boy thing. Your, your boy, boy, thing. boy boy thing. Your boy boy. <laughs> your boy boy. Which is, of course, the uh, the the uh, first evolution of Man Man. It goes boy boy, he evolves like a Pokemon into Man Man. He goes babe babe. Mm-hmm. He goes baby babe baby boy boy Man Man, old man thing. <laughs> I, I don't know what that last one is. Old Man Man. It's probably it's probably old man Man Man. It's gonna say Grand Grand or something. <laughs> What are we doing on this podcast? We just Clear. Do whatever we want. I just wait. I'm here to remind everybody of this. I say it this year and every year. This is the year of the man thing. All right. Adam. Three appearances of the man thing in three distinct books Avengers 23, Marvel Monsters. And he is on the cover of Marvel Comics 1K. This mm. is the year. Mm-mm. This is it. You know what next year is? 2020. Okay. The year of the man thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, since it's the year of the man thing, yeah, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Unfortunately, right we're going to talk about House of X number three. Yeah, we got to talk about this a little bit. If you've been joining uh, the podcast of recent, we are reading Jonathan Hickman's series. I, I should say double series, uh, yeah. House of X and Powers of Double 10. feature. Double feature. Uh, and uh, we're talking about House of X number three. This is the official halfway mark through... All 12 issues. We've gotten three House of X and three Powers. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, at this point, let's just issue a spoiler warning. We are going to discuss this issue. We are walking up to the spoiler wall. That's right. We stand in front of it, Mm -hmm. wondering what's on the other side. Yeah. Those who challenge the spoiler wall, climb it, blow it up, destroy it. They go to the other side to see what lies beyond the wall. If you, dear listener, choose to follow us to the other side of the wall, please be warned. You will be spoiled. There is no turning back. You can't say we didn't tell you because we're telling you right now. If you don't want to be spoiled, please pause this. (laughs) I can't keep it up. I was wondering, where are we going? I I need to know more. (laughs) The voice makes you go, where is he taking us? I want to know. What's at the other end of the side? In my mind, the entire time you're you're saying this, you're using this movie voice, and the spoiler wall (laughs) turned into the aggro crack. I was like, wow. Cross it, if you dare. There's like confetti cannons (laughs) and smoke machines. There's a giant nose. I got to climb. I got to grab stuff out of the nose. Double dare. Yeah, we always talk about getting over the spoiler wall. I want to spend time on it. I never really thought about that. But those who challenge the spoiler wall Mm -hmm. and climb to the other side. You will be spoiled. You will be spoiled. Who knows what awaits inside of House of X number three. Can you give us the the, the regular spiel, the three, two, one in that voice? All right. I was... (laughs) Now, 
we're at the spoiler wall. We finna blow it up. If you stay with us after this, it's on you. Here's the countdown. <laughs> Casey Casey. <laughs> Here's the countdown. Three, two, one. It's your fault. There it is. There it is. There it is. Well done. Hey, man. You know, you just well got to try stuff out. You got a podcast. Why not go on I'd here? see that movie. Try to do some stuff. All right. So we're talking about House of X number three. Uh, this issue is called Once More Unto the Breach. And let's just start here. This is the most straightforward issue from this entire series so far. I would argue this is the X-Men going on a space mission, which feels to me like the most classic X-Men thing. And we don't get tons of twists and turns and new concepts, not yeah. tons of them. So up until this point, we've had, my brain has been warped many times. It's like a revelation every issue. But this one, this is a mission. This is the X-Men goal on an adventure. And I loved it. I continue to love it. The momentum is high. I was having a great time. You said you were reading this issue before we did the podcast. Yeah. And you said... I just want to sit here and read comics. Yeah. That's what this book does, right? I just want to see what happens next. Yeah. Do you want to rehash a little bit of the events of this? Yeah. So generally, just kind of going over it, what happens is we see um, Scott Summers, Cyclops, mm -hmm. and he's having a conversation with Professor X. Is this... What, what life of Moira is this? My belief is this is life 10. So I we've so seen too. that Moira, uh, when Moira dies, Moira is reborn mm -hmm. and lives the exact same life all over again, but has free will to change events. Yeah, she can, retains, retains memories and knowledge from the last life that she lived. Yeah. I believe this is Life 10 because the last issue that we read, Powers 3, was Life 9 and Life 9 terminating. Correct. So she has more information to take with her into Life 10. I believe that information allowed her to create this plan to build Krakoa and the Krakoan society. Right. So we see Scott Summers basically having a conversation with Professor X and mm -hmm. Magneto, who are squatted up at this point. And he's like, look, you guys got to go out there. There's this mother mold. Mother mold. That is basically, uh, Hickman breaks this down. It pretty much is a... Mother Mold makes Master Molds. Master Molds makes Sentinels. All right. So Sentinels are basically machines, artificial intelligence that are created to destroy mutants. Yep. You used to be able to have to make those by hand. What makes sense other than <laughs> making them by, like, like literally. <laughs> Back in the day. Construct, well, you had to, you know, literally construct them. Yeah. Doesn't it make sense to make a machine mm -hmm. to make Sentinels? Mm -hmm. And then. You make a machine that makes the machine that makes Sentinels, mm -hmm. and then you da 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 da, and then you end up at the Master Mold, which yeah. basically are is a form of Sentinel that is created and activated to ultimately make a Nimrod, which mm -hmm. is like the Omega Sentinel, a pure Nano Sentinel construct, anti mutant. Adaptive, self-aware, self-replicating, virtually indestructible. So the idea is this is the ultimate sentinel. That's yeah. what Nim that's what a Nimrod or Nimrod is. And if we just boil everything down right now, the plot is the X-Men need to stop a Nimrod from being created. That is the intention. So yeah. in the beginning of this book, as we learn about storytelling, there's intention and obstacle. Mm -hmm. You know, what's the goal that we're trying to achieve? They're trying to stop the mutant race from being exterminated. 
Moira wants to help stop the mutant race from being exterminated. She goes through every life. She dies, retains the information. And so she's on life 10, yeah. which has got to be freaking exhausting yeah. of trying to keep the mutant race from dying. Mm-hmm. So she's delivered this information from life nine, which she and Apocalypse were like, look, if we can stop this master mold from being made, we'll be able to stop Nimrod, which ultimately will stop the mutant race from being destroyed. Yep. The information's passed down. Now, the X-Men's intention is, look, go blow this thing up. Yeah. Pretty much. That's the bottom line. Yeah. And now we're off. Now, the obstacle comes when they get there, they get tipped off. Mm -hmm. Hey, they're coming. Here's the situation. So that's the general gist of that storyline in yeah. this book. And the folks that are in the master mold, the, this Orcus base, Orcus being the the organization that is trying so desperately to preserve humanity. Humans. So that's a mixture of a number of different groups. And shield, sword. Shield and- oh yeah, they'll take anybody. It's like they, they formed this group to protect humanity and they didn't even care who signed up. So they got Hydra members up in there, which is despicable, but the whole idea is mutants can't- Humanity. Un- yeah, mutants can't outnumber us. We can't be eliminated. And look, I'm just saying it out loud. This feels like a parallel to white people yep. desperately bracing themselves against all of these minority groups mm-hmm. who are taking their jobs and moving into their neighborhood mm-hmm. and getting into interracial relationships. And it's, mm-hmm. it's very much a preservation of our people. Our world is going to be brown. Oh, oh absolutely. It's be super brown. I believe it started brown. I believe that's where we're headed. Mm-hmm. I believe that it is brown. It's just white people think it's not. It's so interesting. Mm-hmm. so interesting to live in a bubble and feel like, white folk, y'all stole this, John. Yeah. Like, yeah. America, <laughs> like... Indigenous people, Native Americans, they are the people of this land. That's right. Like white folk are immigrants. Mm -hmm. So it's so interesting, even in in light of what you may or may not know about mutants and where they came from, in a lot of ways, they're just a race of people that were here. Like if you go way, way back to like Eternals and all that kind of stuff, mutants are just a race of people who got here with everybody else. Sure. They're not like other sure but they are made other because of they are the minority in thought in worldview in perspective yeah so there is an aspect of the people who are defending the mother mold that are like look we're really just making this thing so that we can preserve ourselves Mm -hmm. but we know from the other books that it's ultimately going to turn into the mutant machine mutant man machine war where all three of these things are going to be against themselves and (laughs) there's this joke that says nothing is going to unite us together more than having something come from outer space and land here. and It's the end of Watchmen. And just land and go, okay, I don't care what ethnicity you are, that thing is blue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that thing just destroyed all of that like military force. You and I need to band together. Like yeah. I don't I don't care what you think like that is that is we're the, all the same now that, that is the grand scheme in watchmen and you have ozymandias spoiler alert for a uh, series that came out in 1986 mm-hmm. uh you have ozymandias making this terrible decision to eliminate a massive part of the population of new york city and all of these human lives uh, uh sacrificed to create this illusion of an alien invasion that makes all of the world powers that were previously in conflict and mm-hmm. holding nuclear bombs to one another's th- throats 
And uh, they all look at this alien and perceive a new extraterrestrial threat and unite. Oh, World War III, let's just postpone on that. We, we, uh, we have something else that we need to deal with right now. And that is, you know, that is the, the epitome of Watchmen. Something that I found notable in the beginning of this issue in uh, House of X3, there's this conversation from Xavier to Cyclops about death yeah. and what it is to die. Yeah. And the line that I'm thinking of, for you to die, you would have to be forgotten. And no one forgets a founder of a nation. And so what they're basically saying here is, look, you're probably going to die. Yeah. But we will remember you. Yeah. And that's what counts. Don't that's worry, we got important. a statue in, in the works for you. So there's this the foreboding sense in the beginning of this issue. Look, Cyclops is probably not coming back. Yeah. And little do we know, it's not just Cyclops. But this issue ends with a surprise in that this, the, the X-Men have planned this out so meticulously as they are uh, uh, boarding the master mold and getting into the Orcus ba base. And every person on the Orcus base knows we're, we're screwed. Yeah, we're it's the X-Men. We're done. Yeah, we're, they're, they're done. And it's interesting because there's a part in here where, um, is this Jean Grey? Uh, Marvel. Yeah, Marvel Girl. Yeah. Jean Grey. Um, Jean's like, well, Marvel Girl's like, what about the human crew? Mm -hmm. And then Cyclops says, the mission is to stop the mother mold no matter what. But we want to keep casualties to as close to zero as possible. The station has a long-term capacity of just over 3,000. So there are probably a lot of innocent civilians alongside whatever security they have. Wolverine says, innocent civilians don't build machines to exterminate a species, Slim. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I feel you, Logan. Like, yeah. Logan's like, look, player. Oh. You just had an epiphany. I understand. Mm. Powers of 10. Mm -hmm. Who's still around? Tell me more. Logan. Uh huh. He's still around. Sure. This is life 10. Right. Yeah. So when we see powers of 10, mm -hmm. year one, year 10, year 100, year 1000, in year 100, Logan is still there. Yeah. He's still around. That's right. And look what looks like Magneto's still around. Mm -hmm. So at the end of this Not only is he still around, but he was one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. He was war. Wait. Oh, no, that was your nine. I'm sorry. So, but, but that's the thing. Here's the thing. We have gotten a look at year 1000. And in year 1000, the black brain, Silobel, is in the, the acid bath or whatever, right? Uh -huh. Being turned into liquid data. Right. That Silobel was captured in X2, which is year 100. Mm -hmm. Captured and put into the bath in year 100 right. by Nimrod. Right. And then in year 1000, still in that bath, apparently, uh -huh. with Nimrod, the smaller version, which is actually ironically named Nimrod the Greater. Yeah. So are those things in sequence? Because I thought everything that we read in Powers 3 was Life 9. And we haven't even gotten to year 1000 with that yet. Well, what I was going to say is maybe Logan survives the explosion. No doubt. Yeah. And I mean, understandable, right? He's, that's his ability. Yeah. That's what he can do. Now, what I'm thinking of is at the very end, that explosion could have killed everyone. Maybe that entire X-Men group is wiped out. But I immediately went back to issue one of House. And there's a mutant crawling out of a tree pod. And I thought, well... Maybe they what got, is that? Maybe they have backups. 
And then I immediately thought, well, we learned that Mr. Sinister was creating Chimera. And the Chimera were spliced together clones of existing mutants. But Mm -hmm. instead of having only one power, they would have two or three or five different mutants' powers. So he was capable of creating these cloning farms or factories or Mm -hmm. whatever. That was, I guess, in Life 9, Moira Life 9. It stands the reason that in Life 10, they've perfected that. So maybe that tree pod is like everything that Mr. Sinister was doing, we've carried over into Life 10. So maybe that entire group that just perished in the uh, Shi'ar ship as they were trying to get on top of the Master Mold, well, maybe it's no big deal. They're dispensable. We'll just grow new X-Men, right? Now, Hmm. here's where this all connects for me. At the very end of this issue, and every issue, there's a white page with a circle in color, and it's got the name of the issue that's coming next, and then a white page with a circle in uh, black and white, and it's got the name of the next powers issue. The name of the next powers issue is Something Sinister. So if you decipher the Krakoan, something sinister. They gave us the uh, they gave us the, the decoder. decoder. Yeah. So now uh, I think you know we're going to learn more about Mister Sinister's plans, who he betrayed, and why, how that all went down, the Chimera program. I, I wonder, you know, are we looking at copies of these X Men? Because from the jump, from the first issue, things fell off, and still, right now, as I read this, I'm looking at Xavier and thinking that's not. That doesn't track. That doesn't look like Xavier. He's got like a different kind of body language, and he's just kind of like, mischievous. You're he, trying to you're you're uh, trying to impress me, or like such a brave face you're wearing for me. But I can hear the fear in your mind, Scott. Ah, like, uh, who is this? Guy? Do we have any reference point for who or why this guy's? Got this, you know, Weapon X thing on his head? Yes and no. The only reference that we have is in comics before this whole Hickman thing started. Uh, uh, Xavier had been dead since Avengers versus X-Men. That event from many years ago, I think back in like 2012, right? So he had died during that event and he had stayed dead for a long time. Fast forward, and then what had happened was Red Skull took his brain, Xavier's brain, and put Xavier's brain in his skull so he had Xavier's powers. And he used it to become like Donald Trump and spread this mass hate message and turn all these people evil. Oh, God. That's right. It was a different event. Then later he's defeated, and then his brain is destroyed so no villain can get their hands on it again, like the Red Skull did. And they discovered that his psyche, Xavier's psyche, existed in the like shadow realm with the Shadow King. And so they had to go and fight the Shadow King and get his psyche free. And his psyche still existed, his like consciousness, and it was deposited into the body of the mutant Phantom X. Phantom X said, yeah, you know what? I'm good. I'll give up my consciousness. I'll go into the shadow realm or whatever. And Xavier's consciousness can have my body, my spry body. I can walk around on two legs. I can do whatever. And when he came back into the world, he says, I'm no longer called uh, uh, Xavier. I'm called X and I have a new dream. Now, here's the thing. I don't honestly believe Jonathan Hickman expects people to know all that. Because mm-hmm. recounting that out loud, one, I sound crazy. Two, 
comic books. Yes. And three, I'm dizzy and I want to lay down. <laughs> right. So there's no way Jonathan Hickman thinks, oh yeah, people are hel- holding on to that. Right. I he think, said you don't need to know anything in order to read this book. So according to the you know the House of Hickman, we we haven't gotten the story of of why Xavier is behaving the way that he is. We just haven't gotten that yet. Um, that's God. That's a long winded thing. One last thing that I wanted to note. Okay. Uh, a moment that I really liked in the scene in the Achilles when they're uh, uh, breaking Sabretooth out of yeah, yeah, this yeah, yeah, like, yeah. trial, there was something that I liked in which uh, uh, Emma Frost tells the cuckoos, we, when we're around humans, we only use our, our code name, our, our mutant name. Yeah. Right? And I felt like that is such a, that's a cultural thing. Because their mutant name, their moniker, is a name that they chose. It is a name of their people. It is a name of their, the mutants. Mm-hmm. Right? Whereas their actual name, the real name that they have, was given to them by humans. So I felt like, ah, this is one more thing. That Krakowin society. Malcolm X. Uh-huh. So they have their own language. Not they Cassius have their culture. They Muhammad have, Ali. This is my name, and I'm using my reclaimed name. Yeah. You yeah. know, Ka- Muhammad Ali got really mad when dudes was calling him Clay. Yeah, I bet. And he's like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. he's like, nah, I have a new name. Yeah. It's interesting. Really into this book, man. Yeah, it's a great book. It's a very I, I good I just book. want all of the issues. Same. Yeah. Halfway through. Yes. Halfway through. So let's get into some news here. Yep. A couple things we want to talk about right off top. Lawrence Fishburne is producing a new animated series for the Disney Channel. Hell yeah. And it is Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. I'm sorry, I should have said, heck yeah. Would have been more age appropriate. Uh, I'm I'm thrilled for this, man. This should exist, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm very excited about it. Listen, as a, as a father, you can show this to your daughter. You know it. Yeah, you know it. This looks fun. Just to say, Craig from the Creek, Cartoon Network, great show. Yeah, I still need to watch that. Craig from the Creek is fun. I I am very disconnected from uh, cartoons right now. I haven't mm-hmm. watched a lot of like good cartoons that kids are watching. Like I am. Totally failing on Steven Universe. Everybody tells me to watch Steven Universe. I just haven't seen it yet. And I don't know how to access it. But Craig from the Creek is one that's on the top of my list. Another thing, real quick. Disney Plus is on the way. Yeah. And they trying to get us to buy Disney Plus. Any way possible. Coming in November. Here's what they've basically said. If you give them $140.97... They will let you have Disney Plus for three years, mm-hmm. which basically works down to $3.92 per month. That's right. And so many people are are hyped for that promotion that their website crashed. <laughs> like so many people tried to get that, that they had to stop. You know, the website crashed, couldn't take that much traffic. That's a decent deal, man. And they've showed a ton of excellent upcoming content. <clears throat> a ton of it. Yes. This past weekend. Speaking of which, might as well dive into it. Yow. Yeah. So we got a lot, a lot of stuff. Of course, we're floating around in this conversation about, you know, Spider-Man and where Spider-Man going to be and where is he going to end up? Seems just to like to check in on Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. As of right now, seems like mom and dad are still broke up. That's right. Yeah. Spidey's still going to be with Sony. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Tom Holland was saying, like, he loves he loves us 3,000, and he's still excited to play Spider-Man, and, you know, at Sony, they're going to try to continue to keep going with what Feige's laid out, mm-hmm. 
And um, you know, there's nothing else that Tom Holland could have said, right? Yeah, like, he is still gainfully employed. Mm-hmm. He just has different overlords. Yeah, slightly. And also, Kevin Feige is saying, "Hey, we got to do what we want to do." Mm-hmm. And uh, with Spider Man, which is like, eh. I think that that's kind of like some wordplay, mm-hmm. like in the sense of, man, we got to go all the way to Endgame. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to do what we wanted to do. Now, what's Sony going to do now that they've got, you know, hands on his head, Mm Spider-Man? If I had to guess, probably be smart to maybe like Spider-Verse that thing up. I think so. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just acknowledge the fact that Miles and the Spider-Verse and Peter B. Parker and Peter Parker and Ghost Spider and you know what I mean? Like. And just bring in Tobey Maguire to voice act it and bring in all Tom in Holland yeah. to voice act it and just acknowledge that that's all connected. Yeah. You know? That'd be fun. I, I hope they go more into the Spider-Verse direction. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I have some trepidation because I know there's a Morbius movie coming. And what does that even mean? Yeah. I don't you know, know what I mean? So I'm, I'm a little nervous that Sony is just going to throw it all at the wall because they've got that ammo now. Yeah. But we, we shall see. We shall see. It is impossible to ignore that Spider-Verse is one of the best movies ever. Ever. Yeah. Not even just best Spider-Man movies. Just, man, that movie rocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a lot of other information from D23. We did a trailer reaction for the first ever Star Wars series, live action series. Yeah. The Mandalorian. Yes. I am so excited for The Mandalorian. So excited. I didn't even realize how badly I wanted it mm-hmm. until we sat down and we did that trailer reaction. Yeah. That how do you feel about that? I am I am very ready. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to go. Yeah, that looks really good. We also got other Star Wars news. We know there's an Obi-Wan feature coming. Yes. And how do you feel about how do you feel about um old man McGregor coming back? You know, I I really like you you and McGregor. I like him a lot. I think he was great as Obi-Wan and underserved. You know, in the the trilogy, the the prequels, wasn't a lot of stuff in that movie that I liked in any of those movies that I really liked. But I like Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan, mm-hmm. so I like the idea of him coming back. I also know that he's got the chops to do a lot of different things. Did you watch the Fargo TV series? Not all of that most recent uh, se- season, but I saw him playing two different characters. Yeah, two different versions of the same. Well. Playing, you know, he was playing bro- he characters. was playing two brothers, and they were distinctly different. Yeah, and uh, I thought he did a great job carrying that. He was what, really good. Do you like? I, I won't tell. I won't tell it. Fargo season three. Well, actually, all of the seasons of Fargo TV show were great. Yes, and that's part of the reason why I was a little let down by Legion because that is the same showrunner. And I went into Legion thinking, man, the Fargo show really. Did you not like Legion? I don't know how I feel about Legion. I couldn't even tell you. Did you finish it. No, I haven't finished. I haven't finished season two even. Me either. Yeah, it's just I found that it was such a slog. It felt like it felt like homework in a way, and it was weird. And I appreciate that it was doing really risky, bold, bizarre things, but it was too bizarre. It didn't keep me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, that that's where I'm at. We got uh, news about Cruella. Speaking of prequels, how do you feel about that? I don't know. I like the image that they shared. Emma Stone Emma is Stone, Cruella. She, she looks. She, she looks, looks bad. I'm. I'm not mad about that, but I don't know. I don't know. What I don't is care. This? It's, it's really more how I feel about it. The, yeah. I, I got. This is one where I'm like off top. 
Disney, I understand you're remaking everything. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. Unless you're going to show me something really unique outside of the fact that, huh? 101 Dalmatians? Cruella DeVille? Am I right? Like, if, if that's all action, you're showing yeah. me, you know, like we, we just did action. trailer reaction for, you know, the Joker. Mm-hmm. And in seeing that, we're like, okay, we know about the Joker, but we don't know about this. I'm interested. Yeah. What are they going to give me for Cruella? I don't know. Yeah. Now, this Peggy Carter with the super soldier serum in yes. the what if? Yes. I'm really excited about what if. Me From too. what I understand what they what they revealed in D23 is they're going to take the movies that we all know about and the idea is with the what if animated series is going to be what if we just change one thing? Mhm. Awesome. It's going to be based off of the MCU though. Yeah. So it's not like they're just going to be pulling stuff out of the sky that you have. No, well, maybe they will, but that's they might I get understand. to that point. Yeah, you know, I, it stand. It, it makes a lot of sense that they would begin with the MCU because everybody saw those movies. Yeah, you know, we've seen it, so you know it'd be fun to twist those ideas around. Now they can set that as a base, and then maybe what if season two and they start doing more comics stuff mm-hmm. that'd be fun yeah i'm excited about that now let's get into the heavy hitters these were the big surprises the ones that i know you and i were most interested in yeah when they were revealed more tv shows <sighs> from marvel on disney plus disney plus is just going out there like what's up uh-huh what y'all want to do we thought we saw it all with you know sdcc I mean? we thought we saw it all when they announced blade was coming back <sighs> right Yes. But it is not over. Oh, it ain't over. Moon Knight has a series. She-Hulk has a series. And we got our first look at what WandaVision will look like. And I'll tell you what, it looks an awful lot like Tom King's vision. Yes. And Tom King actually tweeted with the image Mm -hmm. and goes, well, there you go. And the fact that Tom King even acknowledged it. Huh? And what we hear is that this is the ideal life that Wanda wants. I really think we're digging into the Scarlet Witch. We're digging into, you know, her abilities and her powers and what she can really do with manipulating reality. Sure. And that that could also touch upon uh, the House of M arc, Mm -hmm. which was not perfect, but it was very much about how Wanda is dealing with trauma and the ideal kind of utopia that Wanda created for herself and for everyone, thinking that it was a better way of living. Um, I'll tell you what, man. She-Hulk stopped me dead in my tracks. She-Hulk is my I I knew as soon as as I saw that, I'm like, Adam's going to be excited about it. I'm so excited. And, And I really want it to be a specific style of show. I want it to be... What kind? You want it to be... Dung, dung. You want it to be like... <laughs> like Law and Order? Well, I, what I was thinking, that wouldn't be bad. Could you imagine a Marvel like Law and Order style I mean, show where it's a case-by-case case every episode? Excellent. I was thinking more along the lines of Ally McBeal. Hmm. Ally McBeal was not a show that I watched when I was growing up, but it, it became one that I appreciated as I was an adult, and I just appreciated its its tenure on television. And it was about a woman living in the city, trying to balance having a life and relationships and being a badass lawyer and mm-hmm. kicking ass in her career. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just that, you know, slice of life. Give me that with Jennifer Walters. I want to, I, I just am interested to see what they're even going to do. Who knows? Cause like, can they even use, I guess they can use She-Hulk in a TV show and yeah. not a movie. I don't know. I don't know. It is very important that they nail She-Hulk's look down. Right. Because if this is live action, 
you need this to look legit. You cannot just have somebody wearing giant green prosthetics. Well, listen, if we, we looked at the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? The trail from the Mandalorian looks like a movie. Yeah. You know? So I doubt very seriously that they're going to drop the ball on. Well, the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian is getting Game of Thrones money. All right, so Game of Thrones episodes cost crazy money, and the Mandalorian's got that money in his pockets. I don't think She-Hulk necessarily has that. I don't know for sure. We'll see. But uh, I'm I'm excited about Miss Marvel. Mm -hmm. Kamala Khan. Kamala Khan has got a series. Yo, I'm ready for that. Uh, Did you see the creator of uh, of Kamala Khan? Yeah. Um, uh, was commenting on how G Willow Willow Wilson Mm -hmm. was commenting on how this would be realized, like said straight up, I think it's going to look a little creepy in live action. I don't mm-hmm. know how they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Because Miss Marvel... Uh, uh, embiggening. Yeah, Miss Marvel's embiggening is like... It is body... Capital C comics, you know? Yeah, stretching Reed Richards joints. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's an inhuman, which is going to be interesting. Yeah. Like, are they going to make her a mutant? Are they going to make her radioactive spider gamma rays thing? Whatever they do, I hope they don't make her interact with any of the inhumans that have been on television before, because I am... We're done. We're well, past that. Here's what we did We're find out that. that they are going to actually eventually put her in the movies. They're putting uh, Kamala. In. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And Moon Knight is interesting as well because Moon Knight is a very violent character. Yeah. But how are we going to do PG-13? I think the thing about about Moon Knight, about, about this whole, because there's this whole conversation. Like, I'm pretty sure Marvel has doubled down and go, hey, I mean, Disney Plus has doubled down and go, look. We're not doing anything rated R. Mm-hmm. All that rated R stuff's going to be on Hulu. Yeah. That's where Kevin Smith's, you know, um, Howard, Howard the, Duck, the Duck show. Modoc, all well, that. Yeah, all that's going to be. You know, Kevin Smith, dick jokes, mm-hmm. weed, stoner, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, of course. Um, so for me, I'm thinking PG-13, there's a lot of, like, lot of stuff you can do that's PG-13. Of course. Have any of those, like... Have the Dark Knight, is the Dark Knight rated R? I would assume so, right? No, Dark Knight's PG-13. Well, look at that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Heath Ledger as as Joker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Want to see a magic trick? Demented. Blowing stuff up. So, yeah. I mean, PG-13, you can do a lot with PG-13. You can, you can do a lot. And yeah. you can also do a lot on television these days. I was watching- The uh, Walking Dead. Yeah, The Walking Dead. I, m- most recently, I started watching, um, what was the FX show about? Uh, uh, cocaine. Uh, a snowfall. Snowfall. That show is, yo. Episode one, you're like, okay. Goodness gracious. TVMA for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, Um, you know, maybe they can play with stuff like that when they're doing Mark Spector, when they're doing Moon Knight. I don't know. But I'm excited that 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 will actually be present, that that's happening. Now, you watched the Star Wars D3, Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker D23 special look. I did not. Mm Mm-hmm. Of course. What's your, your thoughts? Uh, you know, it it is not a new trailer, and I think that's important for people to know. This was more of a video medley of all of the Star Wars movies. And so it's a celebration of scenes from every Star Wars movie that leads up to this one. This is the end. This is the culmination. And then they give you one last juicy mm-hmm. visual that is pretty compelling. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's not a trailer. It's fun to watch, but look, I'm watching that movie no matter what. You could show me nothing else. We could never talk about the new Star Wars ever again until it comes out. I'm I'm going to see it over you know the it. night. You know it. So, yeah, I'm 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 ready for that movie. Mm-hmm. That movie's got a lot riding on it. It's the end of a <laughs> I want to see how trilogy. much they're going to undo 
what Ryan Johnson did. We'll see if that's the case. Because I really like what they, Ryan Johnson did. I enjoyed it too. I, I feel like they cannot undo it. This is how comics work. You know, you can have you can have a run on She-Hulk by Charles Sewell, and it is about Jennifer Walters trying to run a successful uh, uh, legal business. Right. And then follow that up with She-Hulk joining the Avengers, and for some reason, she just smashes things and can't speak in full sentences. And it's like, all right, well, these are different flavors of the same thing. Uh-huh. Different creators have different visions, but it's all with the same character in the same world, the same continuity, really. So Star Wars is that scope they're going to have to start dealing with that too. Yeah. And Ryan Johnson's movie threw it all out the window. He was like, yeah, nothing matters. <laughs> Burn your old text. Everything you thought. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I like that. But anyway. I, I enjoyed it too. Yeah. I enjoyed it. New Pixar stuff, Onward. Yep. Um, two brothers who uh, who quest through a, through a once magical land to use a spell that brings their dead father back to life. Dark. Okay. We also have Soul, which is the one that's, you know, so it says a film about a middle school jazz teacher voiced by Jamie Foxx, who somehow becomes separated from his soul. So another soul voiced by Tina Fey steps in to help them reunite. Hmm. Okay. Like Inside Out. Um, this is kind of referenced like to like Inside Out in a way, I guess. I don't know. Is a soul without a body a ghost? I would assume so. Hmm. Okay. Ghost. All right. The I've, Pixar film. I've seen that. Pixar, I don't want them to make a ghost. Ray and the Patrick Last Dragon. Swayze. Yeah. What do you know about that? What's that? Ray and the Raya and the Last Dragon? Unclear. Oh, wait. Is this the one with Aquafina? Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm excited with anything with Aquafina in it. I love Aquafina. Yeah. Um, I think that's all the big stuff. That's all D twenty three. Yeah. It was a lot of information that I was not expecting, quite frankly. Mm. I'm excited. There's a lot of uh you know, crappy reactions from idiots to She-Hulk being announced. What? I've seen a lot of comments from people like, why is everything got to be a woman? That's why what do my we need to is. have a female Hulk? That's my response. And like, She-Hulk has been a character since 1980. She-Hulk has been around for a long time. As I said in our Facebook group, I am too busy enjoying everything to worry about what these knuckleheads are talking about. Well said. Yeah. Well I got said. I got I got too much joy and happiness going on to be stopping to think about what they're talking about. Oh, one last thing to to speak on from uh, D23. We did get a first look at the Black Widow movie. We have a movie poster yeah. for the Black Widow. What do you think? Uh poster's really d- done really well. Yeah. Um, there's a, I'm interested in some of these faces. I see, what's the bull name's Carl? What is his name? David Harbour. David Harbour. Um, we never refer to him as Hellboy. We, we could never refer to him as Hellboy ever again. Rocking his beard out here. Mm-hmm. What is he supposed to be? What's the role he's playing? Uh, I'm not entirely sure because I'm not super familiar with this. And we look like we have Taskmaster in the background there. Th- oh, you know what? He's playing Red Guardian. Red we, Guardian. Yeah, we got Taskmaster. Taskmaster, in my opinion, is looking a little like a ski instructor. Mm. He kind of looks like he's going to teach me the pizza french fry, like how to ski down a, a bunny slope. I'm not so sure about that. I need to see a move. So you know <laughs> so it doesn't it doesn't uh doesn't make you scared at all. And you don't buy it. Not yet. But you know, Taskmaster has never really made me scared. Taskmaster is I think he's a badass and really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um hopefully is realized on the screen really well. 
I'm ready. Black Widow looks cool. Honestly, when I look at the flyer, I said this to you in a text. I'm excited about every character on this poster except for the Black Widow. Yeah, you did say that. Because <laughs> I'm just kind of over Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. I'm, I'm ready for that to stop. Hmm. But well. I also don't know enough about the character, so it's all going to be a surprise for me. I do appreciate, let me show you this real quick. I do appreciate when you look at the poster for mm -hmm. the Black Widow movie, there's a very clear delineation between the way that she is realized and drawn and, and illustrated here mm -hmm. and the first time she appeared in a Marvel movie. Yeah. The first time she appeared in a Marvel movie, we have like hourglass shape and yet extremely thin, big boobs, zipped down, looks more like a babe than an action star. Mm -hmm. I'm not making a judgment, but it is a specific intention. It's like, check this out, fellas. She's hot. And <laughs> check this out, fellas. That's very much what it is. And the Black Widow poster, I mean, she looks like, it's, this looks more tactical. She looks like she's oh, yeah. out here wearing armor and she's going to mess people up. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pleased with that. Uh, you know, what a difference several years and a, a, uh, a social climate makes. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So there we are with that. Um, so let, let's, let's, uh, you want to do one more? What, what we've we, been running long. Yeah. What, what else? We, oh, we got to talk about death row. We, <laughs> yes. You got to break down death row. We do. What, what is, I, I hear, I hear that death row is owned by Hasbro. Yeah. So now this, uh -huh. this is, this is no longer, this is, this is the intro music. Mm -hmm. For every every new like cartoon, every new like they put a commercial out for toys. Yeah, yeah. This well, that's playing it. in the background. If you uh, if you choose the uh, uh, the car in Monopoly, uh huh, the car radio comes on, and that's this hey. is what's playing. Gin and juice turns on while you're playing hey. Monopoly. So, uh, yeah. oh, this that's it. There it is. Hey! I always find hey. it strange to hear the beginning of the song. Hey. The sound of someone pouring something. That into is a not cup. anybody pouring anything. That is a person peeing into a toilet. That's someone pissing into a toilet. Correct. Yo, I've never <laughs> did that. I always thought because it's called gin and juice. And I was like, well, this yeah, is somebody pouring. He's wow! Pouring out his bladder. You just messed it all up for me. B O double G. No. But I Somehow, some way. You know, it's funny because I thought when you said that is not, I thought it was going to zag and you were going to say that is somebody taking a bong rip and you zagged on me even harder than I expected. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So let me, let this me is this owned down. by Hasbro. The, the answer is yes, but there is more information that I think is important to disclose here. Hasbro didn't just buy exclusively purchase death row. Okay. Death Row was previously owned by a company called Entertainment One. Mm -hmm. And part of that is because Death Row went bankrupt uh, in 2006 during one of Suge Knight's court cases. Okay. Long, prolonged trials. Right, right, right. right. And Suge Knight is now doing life. Like he's, <laughs> it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'm not Boy, saying Shug it's entirely Suge's fault, but... But the company is is it went under in 06 and was up for sale. Mm -hmm. It was purchased by a company called Entertainment One, okay. which is a, a multimedia company that owns the rights to a lot of different things. Okay. Owns the rights to a lot of cartoons mm -hmm. and like family programming, Peppa Pig. 
Paw Patrol. Paw Con- Patrol, Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. Your daughter's going to get into that big in in, in not a lot of time from now. Mm-hmm. So uh, Entertainment One owned the entire catalog of Death Row as part of this. Why? I don't know. It's just kind of how things get bought up when they're up for sale. Marvel went through a similar thing. Marvel declared bankruptcy and they just sold off the rights to everything. That's how we got this Spider-Man situation with Sony. That's how we got the X-Men situation with Fox. And that's how a Man-Thing movie was made in 2005, directed DVD. So companies make weird decisions when they're trying to save themselves, right? Entertainment One buys Death Row, and now Hasbro buys Entertainment One because they want some of the Paw Patrol stuff. They want Peppa the Peppa Pig. They want mm-hmm. the family stuff. Now, now, just by default, they own Death Row. Hey, you remember that shit Easy did a while back? And they want Easy E. And they want Easy E. That's what they want. And that's where we're at. So, you know, they went so far as to actually say, Adam, this is now, we just let it play. The music that's going to be playing. That's fine. You may. That No, but this is what's going to be playing when they're advertising advertising toys. Yeah. Let me uh, go ahead and play that again. Can you just play that again real quick? Find your favorite Hasbro games here. The official source for all Hasbro gaming fun. Shop for family, kids, party, preschool, and oh board games. Oh, my god! Perfect for any occasion, including getting high with your friends. Wow. Yeah. Uh, look, that's where we're at right now. Mon- Monopoly, this rich white man, all right, the Monopoly man. Is so wealthy, he pulled like an NBA team owner and he just like bought all of Death Row Records, even though he has no business with it. So he bought everything else and in the process, he got regulators. He got he, he now has regulators. Now in, in New Monopoly, you can play as a regulator. <laughs> How crazy is that? Hey, yeah, hey, this is ridiculous. That's right. This is this is when I heard this, I was like, mm-hmm. look what. Now owned by Hasbro, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a huge part of hip hop culture. You know the game Operation. Uh huh. Now you can like instead of water in the knee, you pull out a Glock <laughs> from his leg. How to get in there? The whole gun. <laughs> it's not even a. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, it's right. Wow. You know the game Bop It. That's that's Hasbro. You can smoke from that now. <sighs> How crazy is that, man? Yeah, it's true. Wow. Jenga. <laughs> I'm just saying the names of Hasbro. I'm li- you know, I, I did that too. I went through and I was like, wait, what does Hasbro own? You know? Transformers. And what is it going to do? Like, oh, you know. You know, that's dope as hell. You know. Soundwave comes through. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. I don't know what they're going to do with it. Bumblebee. They're probably not going to do with any, it, it, anything. With oh, you, they're going to do that. something with it. They're going to make some money. Well, they're going to make money on there's it. There's hits. There's bangers. Mm-hmm. They own them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And if you own that catalog, anytime anybody uses it, you're going to get a check. Oh, always. And that music means stuff to people. They want to put it in movies. They want to put it in commercials. They want to you know, mm-hmm. utilize it in different scenes. Like yeah. This is stuff that we can't just put. They're not going to just put it in the tuck forever. That's right. That's money. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The same company that makes Play-Doh has <laughs> Death Row. <laughs> Playpen. Yeah. That's where we're at. They, the same company that makes Nerf. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Hasbro owns yeah, Nerf. But we're joking around, but there's a real part of me that's concerned about what they're going to do 
with what in a lot of ways is hip hop history. Oh uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh sure. Death Row you know, we've 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 all seen the movies and heard the stories, mm-hmm. but there's a real part of hip hop hip hop history in that. Mm-hmm. Not getting locked up and being part of a catch all deal with the same people who make Nerf guns. Yeah. Do you think they're going to make like Death Row record Nerf guns? Yeah, I don't know about that. I but really, I'm just saying, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. I wonder what they're going to do with it. Because I mean, here's the thing: I remember when when uh, uh, Straight Outta Compton came out, and it was on every shirt. Every hat, yeah, everywhere. It became the new, uh, uh, what the hell is that? That that uh, thing. It was like re- uh, relax and calm down and yeah, keep keep calm, keep calm and blah blah blah. And it was always like straight out of Westeros, straight out of whatever, right? And it's going to get turned into a consumer good. So Hasbro can now do that. They can put that on the side of a Nerf gun. Why not? Wow, right? Wow. Why not? Straight out of Compton. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Wow. Unclear. That is one of the stranger things I've heard in a long time, but it is real. But I, I'm hopping in here to say there is a little extra information. Okay. That, that what was it? Four Bill? Look like Four Billy to me. It was not exclusively for Death Row. Okay. It was for Entertainment okay. One. Which happened to have Death Row. <laughs> Which happened to have Death Row. Just in the tuck as one of the folders. Like, what's this? What is Death Row? I don't that know. That would be, that's a stranger thing. Hey, we, hey, Jim. Uh, it says a folder in here that says Death Row. Mm-hmm. You know what that is? Yeah, that's what Paul, uh, you know, Paulie's on Death Row. Oh, yeah, you're right, Jim. Okay, thanks, pal. I'm trying All right. To, I'm trying to think of who was Paulie. What album did Paulie have? Was this before? Was this after Dre's departure? You ever been in a situation where <laughs> <laughs> he you, was you, in the you, car you, with Tupac? Scott. You bought you bought a billion dollar billion dollar uh, company and happened to now you've got happened to own. You can place Suge. You can place Tupac. Yeah, they don't and own you the people. Place, <laughs> they no, just own no, no, some no, I'm music. Saying, you can place Suge, Knight, Tupac, and the Paw Patrols all in the car at the same time. <laughs> No, you cannot. At the time of, of you most his, certainly cannot. It's yeah. I don't know. This is a mess. It's too weird for me to even understand. Yeah, quite frankly, it's a lot. Now I'm looking at a list of former artists on death row, and there are a lot of really interesting ones. Bad as Big Trey D. There are three E's in D. Chili Chill into that. Chocolate from '91 to '93. Chocolate Bandit. 96 to 99. All right, it's time for us to shut CPO this. Boss Hog, J Flex, Hurt Me Bad, <laughs> Lil Half Dead. All right, we got we got to go. We we got to go. Lil Half Dead is Lil a, Half Dead. We got we got to get out of here. Talk to me about Sam Sneed. Talk to me Sam about Sam Sneed. That he sounds like a uh, Star Wars Sneed. character. <laughs> it does. Actually. Sam Sneed hangs out in Mos Eisley with Greedo. We got to get out. Talk of to here. me about Runty 2 Palmatic. Amen. Sir. <laughs> Listen. We've been on this podcast too long. Now we're just reading off names of former Death Row. I can't help it. Records. I can't help artists. it. Artists. That's been episode one, was it 115? 115. That's episode 115. Mm-hmm. We got to get out of here. Michelle, and there's a uh, there's a there's an apostrophe between the two L's. How's that? Okay. Lil Malik, a.k.a. Lil Hershey, Loke, a.k.a. <laughs> Major Lil Hiroshima. (laughs) All right. We got to go. Yeah.
<laughs> Thank you for your five stars. Did you say Lil Hurt Me? Lil Hershey Loke. All right. Nah, nah, nah. All right. It's time to go. <laughs> Episode 115. Join the Facebook group if you want to chat with us. Kick it there. Request to join. Accept the rules. We'll let you in. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let us know what you think about all the content we're making. Keep an eye out for a couple of the uh, trailer reactions that we've done. We've done one for Joker. We've also done one for... Oh, don't it? say it yet because these videos haven't even come out yet. Oh, <laughs> we didn't do it. They're coming. They will be here. They're going to be out there. That's right. All right. And um, we out. That's we right. We love y'all. Till next time. Peace. Oh, oh, oh.